What's up everybody, it's Jeffrey Lyles, welcoming you to a new edition of Lyles Movie Files. Joining me as always, it's the little brother Jace. How you doing, bro shot? Hello, I'm doing good. Good. How is the new digs treating you? The new location? Uh, new parts on uh, undisclosed. Did I do all bad? We're, we're, we'll, we'll talk talk a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's been fun. Great. It's a, it's a new experience. Well, the set's really changed up dramatically, I must say. Yeah, I don't, and then let me know if that light behind me is blinding, and maybe... No, it's just pure truth. Whoa! Let's talk TV shows. <laughs> I finally watched, and then this is going to seem super dated, but I just finally dragged myself into it. I finally watched the season finale of The Flash. And oh my gosh, what a train wreck that was. I felt like this was where Joe was when the train was about to kill him. This is where the show was. And, and they all went off the track at the same time. And my gosh. Hey, we need a bad guy. Um, How about bringing in Reverse Flash? I guess that but, works. But, but he's in jail after his lightsaber duel last season. I, I, and then he was in Armageddon. I mean, these dudes, it's like, if only Flash had other bad guys for him to fight. If only. If only. I mean, like, didn't, and it was funny, like, they used, like, at the end of the season, God's, last year, Godspeed was a thing, only to be replaced by Eobard at the end. It's like, <laughs> you really didn't need to. It's like, we got rid of him at uh, Armageddon. Okay. But we didn't. We can move on. No. We we are not so attached to him being we 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 actually preferred him more as Wells than Eobard Thrawn all the time. Well, I, I like him just fine as Thrawn. It's just he is their go to crutch that's so bad the crutch is worn down. It's just I mean, he's like tiny Tim walking around on a small crutch because they've used it so much. I mean, also the fact is like, even at this point, Barry isn't even shook on throwing. It's like, whatever, I'm better than you, dude. I, I beat you in a, a lightsaber, lightning lightsaber duel. I'm, I'm better than you. Which was totally the point where the show went off the rails. But I decided <laughs> to come back because I'm a glutton for punishment. And this is the one CW Arrowverse show that I've reviewed every episode. Haven't missed. And I'm regretting that right now because... <laughs> I would be tapping in any other circumstance. He's He's tapping. He's tapping. But I have basically caught, stayed on track with Star Girl. I like Star Girl. I feel like they've managed to escape the problem of so many of these shows because their focus is on a teenager. So then I have to go change from the focus on Star Girl to. A teenager. It's right there. They they can't do a bait and switch here. Um, it was funny because like I was watching uh, the Smallville recap show, and they were talking about how a lot of the earlier CW shows focus like either it's the parent, the kids are rebellious, or the parents are rebellious, and it's never a scenario, and they had to fight kind of CW Warner Brothers to say hey no we can actually make everybody kind of a decent human being and it seems like Stargirl also navigated that it's like no the bad guys can be bad but the parents don't have to have this 
conflict with their kids other than being teenagers want a little independence but theirs makes sense because hey I'm a superhero not trying to be a jerk yeah Um, yeah, it's it's a huge difference and I continue to enjoy Stargirl now speaking of things I enjoyed and this is one that not a lot of people have enjoyed I'm in a text thread with a bunch of my buddies fellow action figure collectors and I feel like they're going the opposite direction I am with She-Hulk attorney at law I love this last week's episode with my man Billy from Entourage. I mean, I loved this episode. And I felt like this is the one they've been trying to do for the previous three episodes. And it finally worked. Where it was like, okay, the humor actually works. It's not trying too hard. It's not focusing on this sub-tier character. It's not making the Wrecking Crew look like a bunch of chumps. It's hey, just I'm basic stuff. Back, okay? You know they can't get, they're not going to chump them out. I am putting my betting hand pinky to the screen right now because I've seen characters like the Mandarin, big time characters get chumped out. So I, I'm thinking now Kevin Feige would not have let that happen. Yeah. Yeah. But Kevin Feige was the one who let that happen in the first place. I said now he would. I didn't say he didn't. I said now he probably would. Um, but I, I think one of the best things about this last episode of She-Hulk... Madison. Well, you know, there's... there's you know, Madison there's and Wong Shippers. That was great, too, yeah. by the way. They were funny, too. But I think one of the best things about... This was the first time She-Hulk wasn't bashing its core audience. And I think that helped a lot. It was like, we just were making humor. And everybody can laugh at the jokes versus having a joke that literally is like, why, why, why does that eye roll take you at the moment? And you're just like, all right, I'm done with this. I mean, it's like, aren't dudes stupid? Dudes are so dumb, aren't they? I mean, like, I mean, I mean, like the guy being arrogant enough to think he's dating uh, (laughs) Megan Thee Stallion. It's just funny. I mean, like that. that I mean, like was that's funny. Was funny to me. It's yes. like, yeah, like this dude really thought he had a chance. Like, that's funny. Yes. Like, but I think but, in that episode, what made it even better was that Megan Thee Stallion, Stallion actually showed up. Like they could have done that without her, but the fact that she she showed up just totally sealed. I'm like, all right. I thought this subplot was going on way too long, but this totally turned me around on it. And I, I really enjoyed that payoff. Like the whole 40 minutes or however long that was in the entire episode was worth it for that payoff. Yeah. Because like, if you would just had a cam, like the Asgardian elf, and it would have been like never heard changing into Megan Steyer, it would still been like, okay, that's funny. I mean, but then it amps up when she's actually doing it. It's like, yes. oh, Megan Thee Stallion just comes in there. Like, yeah. that was... I think it was like... And again, that's a little more less of the bash your core audience. Your core audience is stupid. You know, your core audience isn't as good as another audience, part of the audience. It's like, they, they've toned that down. And I think that last episode very much was just comedy. Like, you had the Wong at Madison Shippers because... They were a funny little couple. Like, hey, we don't know if they're going to be back, but it was funny. Um, like, She-Hulk was funny. Like, you know, her her doing the dating app. That was funny. <laughs> it was like, and it wasn't, it was like, you had the random dudes like, hey, I'm, like, that, that is realistic. Like, hey, it's a bad first date. 
I think every everybody has had those bad first dates. So it's like, right. okay, I can relate to this. Like, this is funny. Yeah, but I, I think to to go against your statement just a little bit, even if She-Hulk's core audience is fifty percent men and fifty percent women. I don't think it makes a lot of sense to bash 50% of your audience or 20% of your audience. If, if there's dudes just watching who want to watch a show about a female character, a woman who's doing her thing with superpowers, because you would think, I mean, I would think that those, that audience, that contingent of guys watching the show aren't the, the internet guys going, well, this is stupid because she Hulk sucks. You know, that's not that same audience. I'm going to disagree with you on that one point. You think you think the, the you think this core audience is comprised of dudes who just are hate watching it? I'm I'm thinking some of the, some part of the audience is the internet trolls. Like I think Star Wars and uh, any other sci-fi thing can tell you these guys are internet like there is a whole lot of them that are internet trolls. Okay, let me tell you this then. When Star start when Supergirl started going way off the rails, I decided I'm done with Supergirl. I'm not gonna keep watching the show. I'm not gonna bother writing reviews saying how bad it is. I was like, it's a waste of time. I'm out. And I wasn't even doing it from a troll perspective. I was doing it from a here's some critique on why this episode's not great. But I didn't have the patience to keep doing that week in and week out because the show started to suck. Yeah, and I I would imagine I'm not the core audience of Supergirl or the audience that Supergirl wants to be its core, but I was good on keeping wa- keeping up with it and continuing to watch the show. Uh, you you were one of the the smart ones who chose not to watch that seventh season. That was very interesting. Yeah, I mean I don't know what's going on with that show. So anyhow, but Su- She Hulk Attorney at Law. I feel. This was a turning point for the series. And if we get that same tone for the rest of these other five episodes, I think they will have found the formula for success. Stop saying how bad dudes are and how trifling and whack they are. And just let She-Hulk be fun. Let her the characters in her universe have fun without it being a, you dudes are so stupid. Um... Well, I mean, like, if you got you got five more episodes of this show, and Daredevil's it, coming. Yeah, it's like, all right, we we know we're probably sure that Daredevil's in the next episode. It, you can, if you kind of like, as all of Marvel Phase Four has been basically, beside the earlier parts, like the initial TV shows of characters we already know, all of it's been a bunch of comedy. So if they can just hit the mark on comedy, was Miss Marvel comedy? It was yes, hers was comedy, but it was I found like when she was actually Kamala was actually funny as a like a, a likable character. So I think it's like every mean like she could make you laugh. She would make you laugh at like just kind of her like come on mom like her interpretation like the youthfulness was like that was funny. So it was, you could have the comedy element with her. Like, she's a likable character. That will make you laugh. But, I mean, in the villains of the show, those were definitely comical. Okay. Well, I say maybe it was more of a 
sitcom style where it wasn't trying so hard to be funny. It just, the characters were humorous. And it was like, okay, this is cool. And I don't feel like they were trying to raise the stakes like the universe is about to end if Kamala doesn't do this thing. I thought it was pretty simple and basic. So I always give Miss Marvel a pass. I feel like so much of Phase 4 has been uneven in the sense of there are no stakes, nobody cares, nothing is happening of any consequence. There's no escalation of a threat like we saw from Iron Man to Avengers. It just feels like these are things happening in the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now. And it won't matter until Phase 5, which I think is kind of weird because... From the start of phase one to the end of it, it felt like, oh my gosh, this is getting really big. Oh man, the Avengers are coming together. You know, the weird thing about that is, like, the Eternals could have been like this extra ordinary game changer. Like, you had the Celestials, like, like they're using the planet basically as a birthing chamber. Like, or something like, oh, this is, we're starting to get into the powers cosmic. Like, you might have a Hurl, you might have a Silver Surfer, Terax come through. Like, just like, hey, we're not saying Galactus is coming, but we're saying, hey, something worse than Thanos is around the corner. And you could have still had these kind of street level characters working that prop me and stuff, but then it's like, at the end, it's like, wait, what's that dude? Is that a guy in a surfboard? Like, just knowing like that would have been like oh okay well there's something bigger coming now it's just yeah life is life you know after people think Thanos was right and yeah that's it so to continue with your thought (laughs) the first major villain that we saw was Loki and Loki was established in first Thor and carried over to Avengers so it was like okay then we had Ultron as like a mid boss character who did things and killed an Avenger. So it was like, oh man, you really did some stuff there. And then we got to Thanos. And it was like, okay, we felt that sense of everything is is mounting. We had Ronin in between. We had the Winter Soldier, who's a formidable villain, just for Cap. We had Malekith and the Dark Elves to keep Thor busy. Um, then we had Ronin. I said Ronan already, right? Ronan. We said Ronan for the Guardians. And then we had Ego, who was another major character for the Guardians section of the universe. So when Thanos came around, it was, whoa, okay. Now everything has been building up to this big bad guy. And then Infinity War was totally the, yeah, this is why this guy was a big bad guy of all this, this Infinity Saga. Eternals, I think, the problem with them was nobody cares about them. Nobody cared about them going in. They didn't have a hook like Guardians of the Galaxy. Are you kidding? There's a talking raccoon in a tree. And they've got this crazy soundtrack. Eternals look boring. The trailers didn't make it sound exciting because they were like, Oh, you Superman? Well, shoot, let me just watch the Superman in Justice League. There's nothing that was so like, Oh man, Eternals looks like, like it's going to be a great movie. It If this it did not have... If it was on Netflix and didn't have the Marvel Studios banner... It would have been canceled. Like Netflix would have been Eternals is not getting. Peter's legacy got proved you exactly how that show would have gone. Yeah, that that's how it would have went. So I felt like that put him in the hole right away. And then we had Shang Chi, and they weren't quite sure is he going to join the now defunct Avengers, 
But I feel like I mentioned already the big problem with that was it was Shang-Chi, his sister, Aquafina, and not just about Shang-Chi. And that was a real problem and, with it. And Trevor. Right. So it was too many people taken away from this to title character there. And then we had Black Widow and was like, hey, this is cool. I guess Black Widow's before all the rest of this. The order of all this is out of whack because Black Widow was a flashback. So we knew there's only going to be so much that it really amounted to. And now we know it's just introducing characters that are going to appear in this other movie. So let me jump ahead because we've, we've talked about what's, what's in the past. But now we know what's going to come for Phase 5. Phase 4 ends this November with Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And I think unless Black Panther Wakanda Forever is one of the greatest Marvel movies ever, I think we can safely give Phase 4 a pass, a skip like, whew, all right, that's over. Hopefully Phase 5 will be better. Okay. And, let, and now see, the one thing is, Marvel can create a heck of a trailer. And I mean, like that trailer for Black Panther... What we know, because you, Eric, I think we you can listen to plenty of our episodes. That's great, man. But that trailer was like, if you're gonna wrap it up on this, all right, cool. Like we are, I mean, we already know you're expanding the universe. We're mentioning so we're paying off to something that was mentioned in um, Endgame. So it's like, yeah, let's let's go from here. Like this could be something cool. And then we need a we definitely need a springboard to uh, Phase Five though. But I don't think this is going to be it. I think it's just going to be a self-contained Black Panther story that's not going to really mean anything going forward. Maybe we'll just introduce, hey, Shuri's a new Black Panther. Like, that'll be the biggest thing. And I feel like too much of Phase 4 has been we're introducing all these people who are basically filling in roles of characters we already cared about. We've got Elena as the new Black Widow. Shuri is a new Black Panther Sam is the new Captain America. What am I missing? Well, I mean, we're okay. We're passing the Jen torch. as the new as the new Hulk in the universe. Okay, but again, hey, but was she actually denied entry into the Avengers? That's the big question. Um, I <laughs> there, think, there's no Avengers. <laughs> Kevin Feige I, said it. There's no Avengers right now. And and, and but that's that's kind of a a cool opening is like, hey, there are no Avengers. We have to admit that and we need to make that clear almost in the movies. Like, nah, I'm like, after Thanos, the Avengers broke up. That was, that was, that is Tony Stark. That was the mission. The mission's over. And now it's time to go to do something else. Like, but now you're filling in, you still have heroes and you know there's villains, so we gotta kinda, alright, here's the ranks are, you know, revving back up and let's and for phase five, let's go. You know, now we're going to know all these characters. Now let's go. All right. So D23 occurred this past weekend. And I was thinking it's going to be so major. There's going to be so many cast announcements. We should just do the show on Saturday. And it was like, eh, okay, this is cool. We'll just wait till regular episode to record. And I don't know. So we got the reveal of Thunderbolts. As someone who grew up reading the Thunderbolts comic, the first one in live time, not the 80th iteration they've done at this point in the comic book world. It was so good. I felt like this was the perfect ideal time for 
a Thunderbolts movie to enter into the Marvel Cinematic Universe with half the original core Avengers dead, no team of Avengers existing right now, and basically it's Winter Soldier and the Black Widow crew. What do you think about this team? We've got Yelena, Bucky, Red Guardian, Taskmaster, Ghost, and Val, who I guess is going to be on the sidelines. And uh, oh, and US, US agent. agent. Sorry, wait. I didn't want to forget my Captain America stand-in, even though I have Bucky. Right. Mm-hmm. I really was expecting. Uh, was it uh, Daniel Bro to be there? You know, I was like, uh, like instead of like they, that was the last. Like when they were going to say that last cast, I was like. Oh, yeah, it's going to be, you know, Baron Zemo is coming back. Yeah, Baron Zemo dancing in the background. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really, I mean, like, I mean, we'd already set the precedent. Like, when they did the uh, video presentation, I was figuring that was going to be dancing Zemo. And it wasn't. It was like, hey, I got COVID or something. I'm chilling. It's like, that's cool. But she was, I think she was in cons promoting her uh, uh, Don't Worry Darling movie. I mean, that was kind of a okay. That's cool. She's back. I mean, I, just, I mean, I don't. Her back isn't a big surprise because it's like you've been back in Hawkeye, so you really didn't leave us. Mm-hmm. So I, I was kind of I was I was let down by that cast. I mean, because it's like yeah, they're cool, but I mean, like Ghost is on. I mean, like Ghost. What Ghost? What are you doing here? Like they'll. I mean. Did you did you grow up in the Red Room or something? What happened? Well, I like Ghost because she's not tied to any of the Black Widow Russian contingent, like the rest of the characters. And I guess U.S. Agent isn't either, but I feel like there's so many redundant members on this team. Like, choose one. Red Guardian, Black Widow, U.S. Agent, Taskmaster. Just, just one. And Winter Soldier. We don't need four of those characters doing the same thing. And they're all... I mean, they're... They're all from. It, it's almost they should just kind of call the movie from Russia with love. I mean, that was <laughs> maybe that was been taken already, or just Black Widow uh, too. I mean, uh, that sure as heck isn't getting taken. Um, but yeah, I, I was just like, I thought y'all were gonna kind of make this. I mean, like Julia Lewis Dreyfus is like, oh okay, well we're bringing more of that story. But uh, I'm really thought this was gonna be like. And yes, this is my expectation. I'm thinking this is going to be like challenge to the Avengers, but it's like now it's just a bunch of, you know, folks from the Red Room. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like in my perfect casting world with this, we would have seen Baron Zemo leading this squad as Citizen Z. We don't even know who Citizen Z is until the end. Um,. We could put Yelena in there, U.S. Agent in there, but and Ghost I think is fine. Then throwing that White Vision from WandaVision, that would have been a really fun addition to that. Vision would have kept in there. Yeah, throw him in there, kind of pay off all these characters. I would have thrown in Jude Law's character from Captain Marvel as well. Have him be somebody. Oh shoot, he's here. In this thing, kind of being a yes, I'm a Marvel as well. So we could have played off of characters who we've seen in this thing and doing stuff before. Maybe an Ultron drone. Maybe have somebody 
piloting an Iron Man suit, Justin Hammer, maybe. I just, I feel like there were lots of potential, lots of opportunities for different characters beyond, hey, if you miss Black Widow, here's why you really should watch it. Here's the movie we should have made 20 years ago. Yeah, I kind of feel like they're trying to make Black Widow more important than it really was because it was just a flashback movie, essentially. And, oh, this is how Black Widow got that green vest in Infinity War. Okay, cool. And that that hair dye? That's here. It's here. Yeah, so it's just... That was kind of weird. But Marvel tends to have a good track record so long as it's not heavy, heavy on the jokes. I think we'll be okay. Sorry. Uh, have you have you watched uh, Thor and Love and Thunder now that it's on Disney Plus? You know, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I really haven't. I keep feeling like I need to revise my listings of my Marvel Studio films because I feel like it, it's uh, it's Eternals, it's Iron Man three, and it's Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, you liked that movie more than I did. I, I, Love and Thunder? <laughs> or yes. Iron Man 3? It's because no, it's because of Chris Hemsworth. It's because I've established a cool bond with this guy. They just think he does Thor well. And in those brief moments where it's not, let's kill all the drama with another joke. He just gets to be Thor. He's showing off his powers. He's doing his cool stuff. I really like the black and white scene thought that looked great it wasn't jokey that was just played up seriously the big fight was pretty cool and okay we're gonna give these kids some powers but okay that's fine they're not really gonna be around for the end i think that that just prop and chris hemsworth props it up so it's not the worst and the fact that they didn't kill him off because that would have been that would have been way past eternals if they had done that I feel like that was I that gets points for this movie simply for not doing what I feared they were going to just to be like sorry you're just gonna have to accept Jane Thor because she's the only Thor left so well, not I, doing that I think okay. helped it out a lot. We, we have what is the his daughter's name? Love. Yeah. Love. Okay. Yeah. So I'm glad that Korg is not a member of the Thunderbolts. I would not have watched it if he was there. Okay, would you watch another t- uh, Tiki uh, Thor movie? Probably Titan. not. I pro- probably would. You know, they could have put Valkyrie on the Thunderbolts because they could have tried to do some lies and manipulation and make her part of this team. That way there could have been an Asgardian. I, mean, I feel like there are better characters in the MCU who are still viable, still around, that would have made a far more interesting team of Thunderbolts than what we got. Yeah, especially in Marvel, like... They have done this kind of gray villains. Yeah. And if you could play, I mean, it's just, there's a better way to, I mean, I think we all think there's a better way they could play it up. It's like, I mean, like Thanos was evil, but he had a, you know, oh, well, you can see his point. It's like, go with like somebody like Baron Zemo, who's like, hey, I am totally, you know, I, I got my own objective and motive. Oh, bad guy. Last you saw me, I was in a, Maripol. Hey, I could be, you could add uh, Sharon uh, Carter in there. Now she's too I big. Know. She's she's actually too big a character because she's not playing for laughs. She couldn't work <laughs> in that. And I assume she's going to be one of the main va- villains in Captain America New World Order. And I'm not thrilled that Bucky's not going to be in that. Because I like their dynamic. 
We're going to have the new Falcon show up in that. And that's going to be okay, I guess. But I like the, the Bucky and Sam dynamic that we had established already. Mm-hmm. They're going to be going against the leader, which seems interesting. That interesting. I mean, like, when I, when I saw the review of uh, the actor who just who was played uh, leader 13 years ago, it's like, you do know he's actually as strong as Hulk. And he's stupid smart. And him manipulating, like, like, I could totally see him manipulating Darrow, like, yeah, you know, turn against, you know, all your heroes and X, Y, and Z. It's like, okay, that seems like almost you should need a Avengers level team to actually end up beating him. I mean, which could happen, but like, hey, we're going to have She Hulk back, all her CGI glory. Again, Kevin Feige has stressed that there is no Avengers, and that's part of what makes Captain America New World Order so interesting because Falcon Sam is going to have to do this all on his own without being able to call up his buddies because apparently his cell phone doesn't work anymore. I was going to say, like, <laughs> what, what is he like? <laughs> Seriously, he's like flashing the TV show. Oh, I can't actually run over the guys I can get to in two seconds. Right. I mean, it's not like he doesn't have access to the Wakandans. I mean, hello. What's Larry. up, fam? Hey, Help me out. Uh, Sam, uh, I mean, uh, do you mind uh, getting in that iron suit? Yeah. Rhodey, you mind getting in Rhodey. that suit? Yeah, Rhodey, you're like, Rhodey, can you mind flying over here? That, that'd be swell. I mean, so we'll play along with them. But I need an Avengers to form soon. Word is that the Ant-Man 3 writer has been tabbed to write Avengers King Dynasty. And Ryan Coogler may be directing... Which one is this? Secret Uh, Wars. Wars. That's kind of interesting. Speaking of secrets, we got the trailer for Secret Invasion. Featuring Nick Fury in bad need of a haircut and a barber. (laughs) Hey, he's been off world for a couple of years. He hadn't figured out where them raised. I mean, are. he needed to find some barber somewhere among the scrolls. I mean, don't they have some knowledge of Earth techniques? I mean, give me a little fade or something. Jeez. So <laughs> he's coming back. We've got Queen Daenerys in there and Lord Bridgerton. It's going to be a lot of fun. Not Bridgerton, but you know what I'm saying. The Duke yeah. from Bridgerton. I think that could be really cool. We see Rhodey's going to be in a little bit. That's excellent to see. But again, I, I wish they threw in some characters who were dead in that trailer just to blow your mind. Like, oh, shoot. Is that Coulson? What's happening? Uh, that's when you have, like, Quicksilver. Did you miss me? Bet you didn't see that happening. Now, that's how oh, they could have yeah. ended the trailer. Bam. Yeah. Oh, you didn't see that happening? We did not. Secret Invasion. Boom. Yeah. I'm still salty about that all these years later. Speedster can't see bullets coming. Okay. 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 Okay, Brian. We're basically seeing 9,000 things where the speedster can literally pluck the bullet and go elsewhere. It's like, yeah. How's uh, he not going to say, oh, those 20 bullets are coming at me? You know what? I can just move each one of them quickly, you know? I mean, because we saw uh, Quicksilver in the Marvel, uh, the Fox movie. He's just like, okay, move this bullet here, this one there. Like that, yeah, that's so. that's really all I would say, and especially since they're coming from one direction. Anyhow, so we've got the trailer for Werewolf by Night. That was interesting. 
thought that looked kind of different than what we've seen so far in the MCU. You have the look of somebody that didn't see this trailer, so I'll just move in on. But I think you should watch it. I'm. It, it was. It was one of those like if you have a longer segment, I was gonna quietly like have the phone. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I, I see. Yeah, like it's it seems like an interesting. Like okay, that's different. Let's go with it. Like. So nobody can complain. They're just doing the exact same formula all the time. Speaking of not doing the same formula all the time, because Warner Brothers Discovery, whatever it is called now, didn't want Marvel to have all the fun this this past weekend. We got a we got a, a still released of Lex Luthor for Titan season four. Because if they're gonna fight Scarecrow in season three, why not fight Lex Luthor in season four? Again. If only the Titans had good villains that they could draw from to fight the Teen Titans. If only. Look, they 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 have Hive they could use. Brother Blood. Lots of characters. The Fearsome Five. Didn't they do Brother Blood? Let's say if they did, it was terrible. Of course. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm still actually salty the fact they have uh, my man uh, Prometheus and uh, G-Hulk. <laughs> it's like, come on, you can't do him dirty. He should be a major villain, dang it. He should. He, he really should. He was he was the best villain we saw in Arrow outside of Deathstroke. Yeah. And they should have just stopped it after that. That, that should have been when they stopped and were like, we're never going to beat this season. Let's just imagine everybody else dies except for Oliver and call it a night. And then he's, that's why he's on that faraway world where it's just Oliver by himself. Yes. Because everybody loves his dad. Exactly. The but the um, actor playing Lex Luthor actually has me slightly encouraged. I probably should not. But it's Titus Welliver. And Titus is, you know him from Lost. He was a devil. He's star Bosch. But he's sporting the John Cryer beard. I'm not a fan of that. Really? I don't like that. You don't like the beer? No. Oh. Lex needs to be a cue ball all around. Yeah. Cue ball all around. No. But I mean, like, it, it, that's, that's their way of, like, you know, we, we want to have our Lex Luthor be different. It's like. He's not um, different. Supergirl's Lex Luthor just had the beer. This is why their whole thing is such a mess. Because they can't even stay consistent with anything. Like, if Lex Luthor and Supergirl had a beard, your next time you see Lex Luthor, he should not have a beard so as not to confuse people. You look really confused at this. Wait, who was he on uh, Lost? He was the devil. The man in black. No. Oh. Oh. He's going to have his gray hair. Yeah. He's he's clean shaven. Yeah, he he, he, he plays a character in... uh, other shows and it's like he's also cool but it's like you don't need to have he's actually looks would look cooler just you know gray beard <laughs> oh titans you gonna watch that show this season <laughs> now titans burned me so bad i still think i have some ptsd <laughs> i was gonna say I'm not, you can watch that mess but i ain't touch <laughs> and then add on the fact that it's probably gonna be the last season of it it's like eh. 
So yeah, we're gonna burn it down. Didn't you do that last season? <laughs> Oh man, but I, I, I those first three episodes of last season, I was like, "Oh man, this is incredible!" And then it was like, "What is the opposite of incredible? We're going to do that for the rest of the season." Decredible, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah, I was. I think that's almost like once they did this show, all twenty or however many episodes, they said, "Man, these three episodes are really good." Man, the rest of this is trash. Maybe we should release it all three episodes, the original three, so it gets everybody hyped, and then week to week they steadily lose all hope for life of watching the show. Like I did, but at least ten episodes in in the future, so we got time. I just I just feel like their biggest problem was we're gonna make Scarecrow a threat to Nightwing, Starfire, Superboy, Wonder Girl, and Blackheart, and Changeling slash Beast Boy and Raven. Cool? No. No, no, no. Scarecrow <laughs> gives Batman fits for a little bit, but he is not a kind of villain that you can stretch out for 10 plus episodes. And Raven would have taken him out in what? There's so the m- I mean, there's so many ways he would have been beaten. <laughs> it was like, come on, guys. We need to introduce the second half villain pronto. Oh, you're oh not God. doing that. Okay. Oh, like oh, Blackheart. Yeah. I mean, like she was like, right there. Like it, it, it wasn't like she had like this super moral compass that I can't get rid of these idiots. Like, nope. yeah, he's, he's, you can get rid of. Him. I mean, is is he wasn't like playful jokester? I mean, like, I mean, I know he's not. He's always fear, but it's like, oh, this dude's killing that many people. Yeah, he can go. Yeah, like we we're, oh, really, we're getting rid of Doug because really oh, he's got old Jack Reacher and he's like perfect call. He's like, see you guys, I'm out. I'm a little busy. I come back for an episode because this Amazon money is more consistent and more reliable than this whatever it is you've got going here. Which HBO Titans universe thing? Yeah, I don't even know who's signing my paycheck. I'm good. Speaking of who who knows what's going on in the DC Warner Brothers universe, Joker Foledu is reportedly going to be told from Harley Quinn's perspective, which will explain the musical selections. There is zero chance I'm excited about this movie. Excited? <laughs> Maybe I should say remotely interested in this movie. I just... Yeah, that Is first movie didn't need to see. Way to say how bad no one wants to see this movie. I'm sure somebody does, but I know people. You and I on this do not. I just I don't I don't get the appeal for a sequel to a Joker movie with no Batman. Still lost in that. Um, it's like and the Joker is just a guy who laughs. Speaking of things what? you're excited about, Avatar two. Where are you? <laughs> oh, well, YouTube actually asked me about that. And I said, yeah, I heard of it. Ain't going to see it. Like, then, I, I mean, as much as I enjoy my 3D TV and reminded me why 3D was really cool. But did you watch that movie a second time, people? No. I know. James Cameron said. We're good. James Cameron said 3D is not as dead as movie theaters and studios believe. Now, if James Cameron can get 3D Blu-rays back, I will happily tote the company line of how great Avatar 2 is. 
Otherwise, <laughs> if he can get 3D TVs back, yeah, then it then it'll be coming to me. Right. Hey, hey, dude. I, my mind's burnt out, so I. <laughs> yeah, mine mine is like yo, it's me me watching the Flash, tapping all the way out. <laughs> One thing to be excited about though, next week we're gonna have Andor first three episodes showing up. It's our guy from Rogue One back. And it's an extended prequel. We're going to figure out what casting was doing before he hooked up with the Rebellion. Now on an excitement level of Avatar to Megan Thee Stallion actually hitting you up. Where are you? Uh, I can't. That second one, I wouldn't do that anymore. I'm I'm out of those games. Um, But on the... If you were single and not totally wrapped up and just... Entangled. Uh, there you go. Uh, uh, well, you know, hey, my entanglements are, are legitimate. I, we're we're gonna move on from that. But on the subject of Andor, I want to see it, but I'm really trying to figure out what, how. I don't know how many episodes they're gonna do, but it's like, how long? What kind of backstory we're we gonna get out of Cassian? Like, how much are we gonna get from Indoor? I mean, it's like. How much different is this going to be than a, I guess, live action? Now, I'm going to say a live action Rebel, but then I'm like, I'd rather see it. In my head, I'm like, I would rather see a live action Rebels. Okay. Um, It looks like there's going to be two seasons of Andor. First one is 12 episodes. (sighs) I mean, like, it's funny because it's like, the Rebellion doesn't really spark almost until uh, Rogue One. It's kind of a thing they kind of think they may do, may not, might not do. So to try and get two seasons, that just seems like a stretch. So I feel and, like there are going to be pockets of rebellion throughout the galaxy before they come together as the Rebel Alliance. So I think there is a perfectly valid way they can have... Um, Kanan and his crew doing one rebellion Cassian and his group doing another rebellion before it's like listen we're all trying to stop the Empire let's come together and stop them yeah like but that's how it was in Rebels though it was like basically like it in like one of the thing in like season three or three season four it was like we're you know after that thing we did in the fall there's actually some people who want to kind of do something bigger like in how, but I mean, like, how it was in Rogue One is like that was almost like the council after Lethal. So now it's like, okay, how do you, you can get like you can make it a suspenseful spy kind of drama? I don't know how you I mean, like, under the Disney banner, you can do it, but it's like, yeah, there's opportunity. I think there's opportunity. It was done, Rogue One was under the Disney banner. It's the best thing they've done. And then again, I do not, I, again. On do the movie not front. eat on Rogue One. Like Rogue One is is part of I got to watch. If it's on, I watch that movie. Like don't care the platform. If it's on, I'm watching that thing. I'm not watching if there's commercials. I just go to my Blu-ray. <laughs> You're snob. I am. Uh, I hate but, commercials that much. Stop breaking up the movie. Yeah, it's like first commercial break. All right, fine. <laughs> yeah, what? I, I, I want to see this. I like to have Mon Mothman back. So I really want to see where they go with the show. I'm, I'm definitely not hating on, but I just want, I'm like, I'm cautious on like the, where this is going to go. 
Okay, well, I will let you know soon. The good folks of Disney have sent along some preview episodes for me to watch. So I'm looking forward to watching it very soon. So I'll let you know soon. Anyway, okay. all right, well, that is all the stuff to talk about right now. Now it's that time of the week that's been long neglected. There should be tons of options. Who, dear brother, is your nominee for Dummy of the Week? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, my Dummy of the Week to stay on entertainment is whoever thinks people are actually still wanting to watch the Emmys. Viewership uh, <laughs> once again down. I mean, even the people who actually won Emmys are like, yeah, this is the lowest Emmys ever. And then when you add in the streaming from uh, Peacock, it's still the lowest ever because it's, no one streamed it on Peacock. Who it's has just, Peacock? Nobody, yeah, I mean, I enjoy Peacock, but eh, that's not a thing anymore. But it's like, guys, you can't tell me, hey, you want, would you rather watch football opening weekend or the Emmys? Yeah, no. Nah. Like, y'all didn't plan that one out better? Like, seriously? Like, there's a week before, like, that week of preseason ends. There's your golden opportunity. Going up against opening night Cowboys football. Yeah, I was, that was a loss, dude. Bad call. Bad call. It's bad call, Ripley. All right, so my choice is all of these high-take experts saying definitive statements about the state of the NFL after week one where the Packers <laughs> got blown out big time and and, and Mike Martz is drunkenly showing up on podcasts saying that he doesn't see anything good about Trey Lance. I mean, it's, it's just a mess. And Why like you said drunkenly said that? <laughs> I'll send you the clip. Oh, gosh. <laughs> he's, he's clearly drunk. Clearly. He's just one more Merlot away from, go, let me tell you what I really think about you yeah. guys. Yeah. Hey, I'd like to give you a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just keep Susie Colbert away from Mike Martz. Yeah, it, it was bad. Ooh. But my favorite non-Dummy of the Week moment was when your guy and my new favorite non-Niners tight end, Shannon Sharp, correctly called out Brett Favre as a sleaze bag, A sleaze bag for a long time for trying to scam and work around the system to get this million-dollar stadium built for his daughter's volleyball college volleyball team let's take away money from the poor welfare recipients of mississippi and make a stadium for brett Favre's daughter so she can play volleyball badly it's like it literally the money you could donate out of your own pocket to make the city and actually call the brett Favre volleyball stadium exactly but, man, i'd really rather not like, I'm going to, you know, apparently he, he blew a lot of money on painkillers. It doesn't get mentioned whenever they talk about how great he was. I've been a long time, long time Brett Favre hater. And I want to make sure this is on record as usual. You know, funny thing, I mean, like, I, when I saw the clip, I'm just like, hey, I know you're going to love this, but I actually appreciated that Shannon literally called him out for every so. No one talks about this dude on painkiller nobody yeah. talks about his e like his emails it's like somehow brett Favre gets this golden pass i don't know if everybody thinks that madden is, is the only one who talked about like <laughs> may hey john madden said he was great but we don't talk about all the other brett Favre sleazy stuff it's like is he is a true sleazeball as much as i dislike aaron Rodgers, brett Favre is like 
so far removed from that conversation. He's so far he can't even see Aaron Rodgers can't even see Brett Favre no matter what kind of shaman he's visiting. He's been immunized from that mess. <sighs> Whatever. It's ridiculous. So Brett Favre, you remain a sleaze ball and yeah, good job calling him out Shannon. All right, bro shot. It's time to see where this foolishness of Married at First Sight has descended into and, of course, where things are going with Big Brother. Thank you, as always, for joining me. This episode of Laos Movie Files has been filed.